0: So that was a track off the uh, Rude Muse EP by the band Circle the City, which I am a part of. Uh, That song was called Thank You and Goodbye. If you want to check out more of it, um, head over to our Facebook page or uh, Instagram. Uh, We're on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you stream music. Um, So yeah, this episode, which I believe is number five, um, features Circle the City um, sitting in on it is Ksenia Parent and Nathan Yeadon, um, our bass player and singer, as well as myself, Harold Collins. Uh, I play guitar. Um, I also produced and recorded this EP. Um, my first, it was pretty cool. Um, this conversation's a little bit long. It's about an hour, um, and we just... just a conversation about how we kind of got together, Our approach to writing influences all that stuff, as well as you know, uh, the current state of things. Anyway, uh, without further ado, here's the interview. Hello, uh, so this episode features the band Circle the City, which I am a part of, uh, sitting in on this interview um is nathan and Kess, bass player and singer our drummer is being a drummer and, <laughs> and not reliable <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> he is reliable he just uh he he's quiet and he he said that he didn't have much to say
1: he lets his drums do the talking
2: he
0: does he does sometimes we have to uh we have to help them talk yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway um so this is like we've talked obviously but this is the first well we're not in the same room together just so everyone knows but um we haven't been in the same room since our ep release yeah yeah four weeks ago yeah so march 7th we did that um kind of really shitty we released an ep and a week later the world is uh, lockdown. On lockdown.
2: Yeah. Whole we'll shut down. Yeah.
0: So what are, what are your thoughts on that? What have you guys been up to? Um, I guess since, since every, you know, we can't do anything.
2: Uh, well, one thing you can do is listen to music. So that's about all I've done and play music. Uh, all kinds of ideas for new music in the future. Cause what else am I going to do? So, and the right. Tiger King on Netflix, of
1: course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess streaming is uh, is up uh, yeah. quite a bit, uh, which is it's weird because now that's something um, I think bands have to compete with right now you know, like, how do you get someone, you know, not everybody is working. Um, Some people are, some people aren't. So not everybody's working. So how do you get someone to, you know, not stream Netflix all day and binge watch something and go listen to music? You can't, you're not supposed to go out for a walk. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. like, how do you, what do you, what do you guys think? What should, what should we do as a band or what should musicians do to, to kind of curb that?
1: Well, I think that it's a really unprecedented time for um, creative people right now. Uh, Having to be inside, you have to creatively um, think outside the box. Uh, Being on top of your own project really is the best thing that you can do no matter what and especially during quarantine um if you have an idea now's the time to develop it and release it um because everyone's at home right now so just kind of taking the plunge
0: right yeah yeah um i I think now as a good time as a band or whatever is a good time to really um refine your your craft of getting good at marketing because now more so than ever everybody's trying to do it and everybody really has the time to do it now right like yeah you know, we're not a, we're not a, a professional touring well I should say we're not a professional but we're we're not a touring band and we don't the four of us don't rely on gigs for a living luckily um so but we still have to compete to have our music heard yeah uh, against these bands that now you know that's really all they have is time to kill yeah so it's uh it's weird because it's we released that such a you know we 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 had this ep ready which is called rude Muse. if you haven't heard it we've had it ready since september i think i got yeah I think I got that's when I got the mixes in Master back. Yeah. So September. And we've you know, we toyed with releasing it in October and we didn't. Uh and then we, you know, we sat on it for six months and then we <laughs> we finally released it. Yeah, and then the <laughs> and now we can't do anything. Yeah, and now we can't do anything. So uh I guess it gives us time to try and really get good at marketing and promote the shit out of our our stuff. But Yeah does that become repetitive?
2: It it does. It can, right? I I think the hardest part for us, too, is this whole time not being able to be in the same room together. Right. Um, If that was an option, we could be actively recording. Uh, I know you and Jesse have done a little bit uh, with the drums, but we could be recording. We could be doing live streams, uh, which a lot of bigger bands are, but with Jesse being in the healthcare industry... And then you're still working. Uh, I was out for two weeks because I have family members sick. uh, Not with the coronavirus, but uh, just as a precaution. We all had to quarantine. So that's made things a lot more difficult, I think, for us in our situation.
0: Right. And now it's like, you know, I know you guys aren't sick. Yeah. uh, But do we risk exposing each other to... Whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really shitty time right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I, you know, I would love to be in the same room with you guys. It's, you know, I I think this is the longest stretch we've really gone without jamming.
1: I know. I feel so lonely. I miss you guys.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, well, <laughs> we're we're rolling up on four weeks now, a month. So. Yeah.
0: I know we took some time off in the summer, a little bit, but that was after a bunch of shit. So yeah, this is like. You know, we were kind of really, really gearing up for, we had some gigs, uh, we were in a music festival called The Bout, which is basically a big battle of the bands, which has kind of been postponed, so, uh, yeah, we've been really, I don't know, unfortunate. Everybody has been, but yeah. just from personally, for us, releasing something, and then like a week later, it's like, hey, you guys can't, nobody can play shows anymore. Right,
2: right.
1: Yeah, do you guys feel a little pissed or, like, kind of um, maybe put put down that the energy that we had, like, we were ramping up, like you said, Harold, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's, like, come to a, like, stop, like a halt, and that, how do you guys feel about that?
2: It is discouraging, um, but at the same time, it's something that every band is dealing with. Yeah um but yeah no it is uh it, it is hard especially with the point we were at like you said we were having things built up we had an EPO. we were playing uh some reasonably large gigs and then for everything to just spot uh, it's very uh, it's, it's difficult
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: i wouldn't say i'm pissed because i mean it's it's out of our control as well as any of the venues more discouraged and disappointed because you know we worked hard on what we did what we we released and you know we we also spent money in promoting it and Mm -hmm. um you know right now it's we don't know what's gonna happen with all the shows and you know like now places are probably gonna be backlogged to book bands and you know we're not this Mm -hmm. big massive band that's gonna have any um any say on when we get to play so i'm disappointed more so than pissed i would say yeah uh but like i was saying kind of when we were talking prior to recording you know i don't think anything is going to change and this is going to go on longer until um until everything is shut down and not to make this a conversation about the quarantine or you know po- politics uh
1: it's a hot topic though
0: it is and it's relevant right now you know like yeah. you know i could say hey well to to the other bands or artists i have i had on like so last week i had one um and you know that was what a question like what do you do well she's a she was a solo artist so you know she she can still do her online presence i suppose we could like Cass. Yes, you can because you do sing and play guitar yeah. so sure we can do that but we can't do it as a band really no. unless we got you know there are ways to get creative like maybe something where we um uh you know we filmed each of us individually playing one of our songs and then we edit that together and release it so you know something like that could happen yeah, yeah.
1: that's that's thinking outside the box
0: Right, and you know that kind of goes back to you know even the whole how do you be a band in this time, this time that we're in right now, and yeah, you know maybe that's something we should explore. Um, I don't know. It's 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 really strange to be in this situation, I guess.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know, it's like I want to send out all these riffs, and I'm like, well, sure, I could send them out, but is there a fucking point right now? Because we can't i the way we work on things is generally uh you know a riff gets sent out and then we kind of all listen to it and then when we get back together for a rehearsal or a jam we work on it and Mm -hmm. that's when we kind of all we don't very seldomly do we write um all at once in the same room if anything it's more of refining things that's kind of our writing process i guess yeah so it's hard to do that right now it's hard to you know it's it's hard to keep attention on one thing when <laughs> i don't know when yeah. we're gonna see each other yeah it's so, hard yeah. um but i guess i guess i should give some info on the band because so we've we've been a band since 2018 and um we started like i i was playing in a band um and we were a cover band and we were starting to toy with originals we had written some really good pieces of music together um and then it just there was one member that you know it was never good enough and it was never i think the person didn't want to put themselves out there and have you know be critiqued and so uh i was kind of getting ready to jump ship and i and then i came across uh, an ad where uh jesse had posted um and just it just so happened that 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 band i was playing we were also looking for a drummer at the time too so him and i started talking and then when that band dissolved him and i started jamming together it was just him and i for uh, probably a month or so uh we had a we had a bass player that uh jesse knew and then i also he i think he put up an ad or something i can't remember yeah. um so i contacted him blah blah blah. he came out that didn't work out uh we did have a different singer at a time and she was in the band for a while but it just wasn't a good fit at the end of the day after months um you know we we played this battle of the bands in toronto last year um, and that was uh, 2019 April, and we had some really good interest in, in some opportunities that were going to come out. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. So then, how did Cass, how did you and I get to talking? It was the Indie Night thing, it right? was
1: Indie Night, yeah. So you had started, um, promoting, uh, for Indie Night, and I think it was through. Uh, I feel like it was one of the Roots of Rome girls m- may have mentioned it on their Facebook. Anyways, I knew to message you. Uh, and then I asked if I could like be a part of a night where you had like a solo musician. Cause at the time um, I was just performing by myself.
0: Right. Um. So then yeah. So, you, that, yeah, that sounds accurate. Like, that's how it happened. And then you sent me, I remember asking for, like, links to your stuff or whatever you sent me. I think it was your SoundCloud.
1: It was Can't Stop. It was actually can right. Yeah. yeah right. That, like, pop funky.
0: Yeah. So, I took a listen to it. You know, like, it's weird because I always get people messaging me and they're like, hey, well, I'll play it. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I need to hear your stuff so I know when to book you, blah, blah, blah. And then you send me your stuff. I listen to it. I'm like, holy shit. And th- it was, it's kind of weird because the time you messaged me to do that, and um, uh, I heard your, your material, it was right around the time where things in the band weren't great between yeah. myself and our singer. And there was this big tension. And, uh, I was kind of leaning towards either leaving the band or, you know, something needs to happen. Taking a
1: break or something like that. right?
0: And then so I heard your stuff and I was like, holy, you know, you would be a good fit if we ever needed a replacement. So fast forward three months later, four months later, we ended up
1: playing at the fucking horseshoe oh well
0: well, that was a bit later than that but like for like after that initial conversation between you and i uh we actually did need a singer and you were the first like so when it happened and that person was out of the band literally the two seconds later i messaged you it was like hey uh we're looking for a singer and i think you'd be a good fit and then you know and kind of brings us to, I was so
1: nervous that first, fucking like, when we got together and just were trying to, like, just see, like, oh, let's talk about music and stuff. And, like, I felt yeah. like I was on a first date,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was like, yeah hey. absolutely, <laughs> definitely kind of like that. I would, I would say, uh, you know, because you, you know, entering into a relationship really, oh.
2: yeah,
0: Ooh, it, it was so that's kind of how the band came to be, but then Nathan is. Nathan moved to Sarnia for college. And
2: I had actually uh, our previous singer before Cass had an older ad before she was jamming with you and Jesse. Right. And I had contacted her about forming a band. uh, And then she had told me she was already in a band with you and Jesse. And then it was another few weeks after that. She messaged me again and said that the bass player that you guys had started with wasn't in the band and asked if I was interested in jamming with you guys. And I think that's when I first got in touch with you. Uh, it was. But I
0: think I think prior to that, like before you coming here from college, I think you actually messaged myself and Jesse on separate occasions.
2: I did. You guys had, I know Jesse did for for sure. And I think you did too, had ads on online on Kijiji. And I was looking prior to even moving down to Sarnia. uh, I wanted to set something up so that when I got there, I could find some people to jam with. And and I don't think anything ever worked. We never talked really because you guys were already starting to to do your own thing.
0: Right. Small world. Uh, Yeah kind of weird how it all played out but you know here we are now um you know for a few of us almost two years into this cast we're almost coming up to a year for you yeah um and you came into this as like uh i guess a solo artist right like a singer songwriter that had not well you had but not really been uh, in a band or the front person of a band?
1: No, no, I'd never been a front
0: man. So what, what, you know, what was that, what was that like coming in and, and taking on that role? And how did it, it I, how did it differ from just being like, you know, the singer songwriter that you were?
1: You know, it's, uh, it's still challenging, honestly, uh, to go from, being in control of every facet of your project to being in a relationship like a band. um, There's a lot of stuff that um, I've had to learn. Uh, I think that the best music I've ever played in my life has been in this band. Um, It's so rewarding to be able to have an idea like a riff that maybe Harold sends or like some kind of lyrical idea, like worry that I bring to the band or whatever. And then to have it like all of a sudden come together and there we are on stage, like in Toronto, like playing this fragment of an idea that turned into a song. Like it's, it's incredible to play as a vocalist in a band of musicians that are equally as um passionate about music
0: yeah I, I would agree with that yeah um i think we all really uh fit well together yeah we all have our separate influences but we also have similar influences and. Uh, we don't, I don't think, we don't strive for a sound. We That's the cool thing about this band is like, uh, when we have to give a description of ourselves, it's almost, it's never an argument. Like we don't argue about it, but it can almost be an argument because I'm sure the four of us each have our own idea of what we sound like or um, whatever, but it's at the end of the day, it's not really that at all. It's like, you know i'm into some pretty progressive stuff um but with like you know blues and jazz and rock and then nathan nathan you know who, who are your influences
2: uh i grew up very that classic rock kind of uh well the 70s and 80s stuff i guess you the led zeppelin and the stones and that's when i first started playing music that's what i wanted to do and then, as I as I grew as a musician, I started uh, growing interest in things like blues and jazz, and and I think that's where kind of all four of us cross over is at some point in our musical paths. We've all shared similar influences, but we, right. there's also very different ones, right? Yeah, uh, w- we all listen to very different bands, um, right? And I think that one, that's what makes us unique. Um, right. What about you, Cass? What are your your big ones that got you started in music?
1: Oh, man. I have to give a shout-out to Light, uh, City and Color, um, Josiah Lemming. He's a songwriter from Nashville. Uh, there's a lot of um, classical artists, too. Honestly, when I went to – before I went to music school – I was very like top forty ish kind of listening. Um like like
0: poppy like yeah, poppy, pop like, yeah.
1: Like ninety nine point nine, the soft hits. <laughs> <laughs> i, I can
0: i honestly can't imagine that
1: honestly man like i was such a puff ball like i i wouldn't listen to music that had swear words in it like i came right. up i know you guys are probably like what the fuck i know
2: who is this person
1: <laughs> like growing up like it was a lot of washed out like faded jeans music um and then i got out of sarnia and uh i don't know i must have drank one too many energy drinks because i turned out into like <laughs> i feel like uh kind of like janice joplin kind of influence coming out of um university
0: yeah yeah i i see that i also i've said it to you numerous times but i mean there's there's times when you're singing and I hear this like this Amy Winehouse thing that and you have.
1: That's the best compliment, honestly, I've ever heard of my singing voice in my life.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not I mean, you're not I don't think uh Oh Carol, just, don't do this
1: to me. Don't take no, it no, back.
0: No, I'm not taking it back. There's just there's like there's some elements of her that you definitely have. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe that's not the first thing people hear, but I think that was like um It was definitely one of the first things I heard. And I want to say it was when we were, when we were like writing the rest of Worry.
1: Yeah, I think Worry as well as Gone Crazy. I remember when we were. Definitely on that. Yeah. Yeah. When we were recording, um, and I think when we were recording Stand as well, because there was two times that I came over to do Stand and Thank You and Goodbye. I remember you, um, producing it and giving direction like a little bit more Amy-ish I think is how you put it on one of the tracks and yeah. I when I listen to that track back I'm like I can hear it I can hear that influence and um yeah it's cool
0: I mean that's that's what I really uh, love playing in this band is like you know you take you who uh, you know some of the I would describe some of your artists or your influences as kind of like, I guess not folky. Lights isn't folky, but like you know that. It's very guitar.
1: songwriter-ish.
0: Right where I think myself like so. My influences are my number one is uh, I Mother Earth. I'm absolutely obsessed with them. For anybody that knows me, um, the guitar player is my my favorite guitar player of all time. Uh, And so then I take, you know, a band like that, who's, you know, uh, jazz rock fusion um, to later albums where they were like industrial metal progressive. And then, you know, a couple other bands that I'm really big on are uh, Mars Volta, which again is a fusion band. And then um, uh, RX Bandits who, a friend term you know they're and they're uh kind of like a progressive ska punk band which is i don't listen to ska punk at all i really like it but i don't listen to it um but this band is because they're progressive as well you know i have them as a big influence and then uh some other bands like a band called covet um that they have a female guitar player that blows a lot of people out of the water what her stylings and just i've been getting into math rock and, sh- and shit like yeah. that so it's really it's really influenced my playing and then you know i know is into metal he's a huge rush fan um he's got some weird taste too because he likes yeah i mean i don't care what people like but he, you know you, you look at jesse and he's always wearing like a Rush shirt or you know i know he's really into uh dream theater and stuff like that and
2: yeah.
0: then he's like i i like pop music and i like country music i really like that stuff
2: yeah
0: but you take take all these influences you throw them together and that's kind of what we are i don't think any of our songs sound similar
1: i think we have a fluid ear every single person in the band
0: Mm -hmm. i agree with that and then sorry go ahead oh i thought you were gonna say something nathan sorry no um and then you take that and then like i know each of us have some sort of uh, musical training uh, in their background. Like myself, I studied classical guitar for a few years uh, and then stopped because I was an idiot. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> no.
0: Yeah, like I in high school I took uh, classical guitar for I want to say three years, and then as soon as high school was done, I I stopped pursuing it which is a you know and then I really love jazz music and, and blues and stuff like that and uh I continued lessons later on and studied under some people that you know I studied under Brian Doherty from Big Rec who was a, a graduate of Berkeley School of Music in Boston who you know that guy you know so I learned I relearned sight reading with him and stuff like that And I, I know like Cassie you went to Laurier right
1: yeah yeah
0: for and what was that that was classical music
1: yeah so i went to school for um classical voice was my instrument and then i uh pursued composition and improvisation okay yeah
0: uh uh, and jesse went to school up in toronto i don't
1: i don't know was it it
0: no i think it was centennial college you went to oh cool and it was I want to say it was, I don't know. I want to say it was performance and also like uh, like music theory. He, he actually knows music music theory pretty well. He just yeah. never really talks about it. And then Nathan, you have a background as well, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, high school, I was big into jazz. I, I like tried out for the jazz band just for something to do. And it totally opened my eyes into the actual world of music because prior to that, like i said all i did really was just listen to classic rock and played that type of music but mm-hmm. uh for, yeah four years of high school i learned all the theory part of it the sight reading how music actually works scales and modes and chords all of that right. and uh and, and that's what really i think made me an actual musician as opposed to somebody that could just sit down and play a few cover songs right so right right
0: um so like we said, we just released, uh, well, not just, but we released an EP uh, called Rude News" back in uh, March. March 7th was the date. Uh, you can check it out on all the music streaming sites you'd like. But, um, so there's four songs on there. Um, what are your favorite songs, if you had to pick one?
1: So, like, top two?
0: I don't uh, I mean I don't like Rank It's hard for me to say One is my favorite But is there one that Stands out Okay Let me rephrase the question Is there a song on that EP that um, That you're most proud of
1: Well it's kind of funny That you say Stands out Mm -hmm. Because I have I don't know what is up With Stand Man But that thing has like That track has grown on me Right yeah, Stand, it started as, like, the black sheep for me on the EP, <laughs> and uh, I'm finishing up that lyric video right now, and I've had to listen to Stand, like, nonstop right. in fragments, and I'm still not tired of it, so I'm voting for Stand.
2: <laughs> what about you Nathan? Yeah, um, as far as listening, I kind of have to agree with Cass. um... And stand was a weird one from the beginning. Uh, yeah. we were on it for quite a for a while before Cass. Anyways, we, it had started with our previous singer, right? And I always, and I never was a fan of it. But okay. then she brought this new melody and these new lyrics, and I think we had changed the arrangement a little bit. And uh, and and it's fun. I like it. Yeah, um, it's a
1: technical piece.
2: It is, it is for me at least. It's probably the hardest song for me to physically play,
1: but yeah, 100% I like that. Hundred percent agree with that.
2: Uh, I would, yeah. From
0: a playing live standpoint, it's definitely technical for me as well. Um, but that is self-induced, just from recording it and and being like, well, I need to add something here. You know, uh, I'm all about, I really love layers and dynamics in, in and, yeah. and for me, that one and gone crazy are the top two gone crazy for the layers. I think it's, uh, it's really well written, um, by the four of us Yeah, mm-hmm. and, 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 it's I don't know I can't put my finger on it but it's different but it, it's what you know it's a good song it's a really good song and I know you know we're the ones it who wrote like it.
1: journey yeah it does
0: and yeah. it's you know it's got this subtle emotion to it but then it's got this uh, you know this buildup and climax and power to it right it's yeah. I love playing it live uh, it's great to play live and then thank you and goodbye as well it's uh, thing you is a weird one because that started out completely different to the point where before cast yeah. um before that that was around it was it was fast it was a really fast song and i hated it mm-hmm. and then the singer at the time was like i can't sing to this whatever so i remember i remember this and i was like okay well let me figure out what i can do and then i kind of slowed it down a bit and changed some things around and then uh Sent it out to the band and then it was one thing and it was still always lacking. and I think it was the vocal, not the vocal performance, because I'm not dissing our old singer. It was, it was, uh, the melody wasn't great and, and it was too wordy.
1: It didn't fit.
0: Right. Did, did you ever hear the old version of a Guess? I can't remember if you did. No,
1: the only file that I got was, uh, the, um demo from march 29th the novox
0: right right yeah. okay so okay so uh so yeah you came in and like the vocals on it are great i you know i really do like them I what, like, what was it
1: what was it like for you guys to like every jam session almost felt like we were writing like new music to old music so what was it like when i would come in with new melodies and new lyrics to songs that you had played that are completely
0: different uh for me it was it, it was a weird thing it was like a uh, bittersweet like it was like um shit we're starting over again and then but it was also like it was weird because i i i didn't love some of these songs prior to you but i liked them and they were stuck in my head because we had been playing them for so long,
2: yeah.
0: and um, and at first it was like, oh, this is. I remember it specifically, gone crazy for the chorus because that I think that was the first thing you wrote in it um, that I heard anyway. Yeah, uh, was the chorus, and I was like, I don't know if this is good or not. because it was so new do you know what i mean exactly
1: oh and especially when like you know it's like having a version of your song remixed, and then being like i fucking can't stand the remix but then listening to it a bit more i totally get what you mean man
0: yeah it was just the thing of like it was so new and it was like uh, what is this but but then you know after again because you know i did um we We recorded this in my basement and yeah. you know I did a lot of the editing on it and, and produced it. and you know, having to listen to this shit probably literally a thousand times. yeah, it was like th- this is good stuff. And what about you Nathan? what is uh yeah what, what's
2: your to to Kes's questions it uh it brought more excitement to it 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 brought back that when we would play it I'd get it we'd be happy to play it again. And I think that led me, um, I would slightly change some of my parts, some of my bass lines to something uh, that was just different enough to enjoy it again. Not that I ever hated playing any of the songs, yeah. but uh, it, 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 more fun, I guess. I, I love
1: every single song that that we play. I don't think there's anyone on a set list that I'm ever mm-hmm. like, okay, we got to get through this one.
0: Yeah, I, I think the reason for that, though, too, is because they're all different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, and, you know, someone can call me out on this, but I don't think any of our songs sound alike at all, aside from, obviously, our vocalist and, you know, You can maybe tell it's us playing, but they don't musically. They don't sound alike. Like Stan doesn't sound like Thinking by. Thinking by doesn't sound like Gone Crazy. Yeah. Gone Crazy doesn't sound like Can't Stop. Can't Stop. You know what I mean? It doesn't. None of them sound alike, which is weird too for uh, an EP because you know uh, generally an album is a is a moment in time, Um, and. But none of those. So it's like, if you know, it's like. It's, it's easy your, to have right. the
1: same flavor, it, right. it, on the album, yeah. right? And
0: we don't. I don't think this this EP has that. It's we all, also, yeah. We also cut a couple songs for that too, right? Was there mm-hmm. the one? Uh, that one, I forget what it's called. The uh, one that was finished. We uh, had a paradox. Yeah! Right! 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 Right!
1: Yeah. So we had a
0: song called Paradox that we, uh, we used to play in our previous uh, form. And then we all liked it. We really liked the music and how it sounded. And it actually sounds like, so to this point right now, it is tracked and ready to go. The only thing it needs is vocals. And it's probably one of my, still to this, because we haven't played it in almost a year, but it, it's still one of my favorites. Like it's just the way it turned out. I found the, the lyrics
1: from uh, the summer when I was trying to write lyrics to Paradox. I think okay. I think uh, it was like Evergreen, the Evergreen yeah. one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I remember that. Yeah, because I remember you came over to track for it, and you kept you kept repeating that part, and then you're like, "I think I'm going to call this Evergreen," yep. and then you're yeah. like, and then you were like, "Well, I don't want to use these lyrics anymore because I want to write something else," and then we kind of just scrapped it.
1: I think that we replaced Paradox with Thank You and Goodbye, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. So Thank You and Goodbye was one that um, I know it's one of Jesse's favorite. And, you know, we stopped playing it for a while um, before Riley left the band yeah Um, and we stopped playing it for a while and i know he was excited to bring that back and i and he's not here but i i think that is one of his favorites on the ep i could be wrong but i know i know at the time when we were recording it was but um
1: the the drum line in thank you and goodbye those syncopations on the hi-hats man yeah yeah it get like i I love standing in front of them when we play because like when he hits that syncopation it's jammy
0: yeah and i think that i could be wrong that's a live thing he doesn't do that on the recording does he no unfortunately not no i know it's one of those things it's it's cool too to play these songs now because like i said we've you know we've had them written for well well over a year yeah Um, and so to play them exactly like they are on the ep like uh thank you and goodbye was finished recording musically all the parts was finished this this time last year like so last well March. before i was yeah. in the band right um and we started tracking this ep in like february of last year um so but uh i think i'm pretty sure anyway that yeah thinking goodbye was the first one we finished <laughs> and it was just always lingering and then um I remember we sent it to you and you're like, I really like this. And then you wrote to it. Yeah. And then you were, you were kind of on the fence about paradox and, uh, your lyrical content for it. So then we, you know, we, uh, kind of scrapped that one anyway. It's not off the table yet. We're just, no. no. So to bring us to where we are now, uh, because we can't do anything. We have songs that we have written since, what was the first new one you think we wrote? Worry. I, I, oh, right. Okay, you're right. Worry. Yeah. That's right. I So, yeah, Worry, and then we have a few other ones. Left. All of one it. Of the, all of it. Touch and Go.
1: Man, I love how we – I love the story of all of it.
0: And then yeah. Introspection. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, we'll tell the story of all of it.
1: Yeah, so we had a gig in Hamilton, and uh, we had what? It was like a 30 to 40-minute set, I think. Yeah, yeah and something it, like that. Uh, we played right after a band called Hot Fix, which, by the way, if you haven't heard them, you should go take a listen. They're a Absolutely. band from Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, very, like, just super jammy, Hot Fix. Yeah. Um, so we're at this taco metal joint, and we're about to go on, and Jesse, our drummer, is like, I, I'm not sure about about playing that cover. And we had a chat about it as a band. We're like, well, we can't just cut a song and then have like, that's like three minutes at least of a set that we have to fill now. So we had been jamming all of it, I think, like at when we were rehearsing a couple days earlier. And I was like, man, let's just play that all of it song. I'll just come up with words as I'm up there. And we did. Yeah. uh,
0: you you wrote the I I, you wrote the melody in the in the green room in the green
1: room yeah
0: Uh, with with uh, with the lyrics uh and I don't even think we jammed it that much we we definitely had uh and you had a chorus for it I know I know you had that yeah um and I know I'd sent it to you but that was a song that was a that was a piece of music that actually had been around since before our very first show like uh really yeah yeah i remember writing the guitar riff like it was new year's day of 2019 i don't remember why i just i had this riff in my head and i just went and worked it out on guitar and then i showed Nathan and jesse and we actually finished writing that the music behind it um in January of 2019, like I think the end of January last year, it was written. And then no- nothing was ever done with it.
1: And and might I add that the song that we made in Hamilton is not what it ended up being ever again. Like the version we have now is nothing like...
2: No.
0: That, no. that
1: Hamilton gig, whoever was there got like a limited time, like yeah. one time only song.
0: Yeah. When... when When did you write the finalized lyrics for it? Was it – I guess it would have been for the Horseshoe because that was our first gig after that.
1: Yeah, that was when I was going through all of that crazy shit. Do you remember at the end of the year? I do. So so I remember taking the situation that I was in and just throwing it into my lyrics, and that was actually like a week or two before I got into a better situation. So when I was writing the lyrics for all of it – um. I was writing them and they felt right, but I didn't know that I was writing them about me. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that was like a subconscious thing because when I got into a better situation, um, like it just made sense that it oh my gosh that's what I was going through actually what you were
0: talking about
1: yeah when we were playing the horseshoe like you could see it in the video I actually like strained my voice because I started like yelling at the end of it with the tell me so I actually yeah I I had a hoarse voice for like a couple of days after that it was so cathartic but like yeah it's 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 a piece that, that means a lot to me. And I really, I really like playing it with you guys.
0: Uh, It's one it's, I I really like it too. Um, But since you bring that up, what, how, what is your, I guess, what is your writing style for lyrics? Like, how do you, they're obviously personal, but I mean, are they, are they also, you know, some lyricists write poetry and it's very abstract. Some write uh, observational um lyrics right yeah what what's your what's your story
1: i i think it's really important to write music uh sorry lyrics that can stand on their own um i would say that uh, that i have a poetic approach to it the way that i do it changes up because it i would just get bored if i was kind of recycling the same style um couple of things that I do to get an idea is I take somebody else's um vision and I use that as um as a starting point. Like Harold when when you sent me the tracks, we didn't have to keep it as thank you and goodbye or gone crazy. Right. Um and and you guys let me know that when I was writing it, but actually getting that it's almost like a prompt. So getting a prompt from somebody else really helps me. And sometimes I just, like... Honestly, most of the album was written on a porch on a fairly busy street in Sarnia. And I would just... uh, We we have quite the drug problem down here. And (laughs) this particular street had a lot of people riding jacked-out frickin' e-bikes, saying the craziest stuff. Thank You and Goodbye was actually prompted by Harold and then later inspired by somebody saying gather up your sorrows
0: spend them
1: on tomorrow's." I I
0: remember telling that story
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) just zoomed by on an e-bike and I was like oh fucking shit I'm gonna write that down (laughs) and bam so I guess it's just not taking yourself too seriously remember that at the end of the day you want to have fun and just express yourself
2: yeah
0: yeah i i the when she's talking about like prompt too it's like if i send it a guitar riff i just label it so that i know what it is yeah. uh and it's there used to be a time when i would write riffs it was like i would just look around the room i was in and look for something that i could name it like uh i don't know like Dumb. in front of you Right. Exactly. Or like big knob because I'm looking (laughs) looking at one of my pieces of studio gear, you know, it's called Uh, big knob or like uh, X, you know what I mean? Like it would be something like that. But then sometimes I would just put a name on it. So for instance, gone crazy. I don't remember where that one came from. Thank You and Goodbye was something I saw at work, um, the place I used to work at. Uh, there was a, It was right before Christmas, and there was a, something on the, the TV screen in the launch room that just said, thank you and goodbye. And I was like, okay. And then there was some... Well, the previous version of that song, the lyrics were writ- actually written by me. So that's where that came from. But um, some of the new songs, like uh, introspection, uh, forget where it was originally called. It's just, I use them to label guitarists, but then also sometimes maybe those, those names also, uh, kind of inspire a feeling or something behind them.
2: Nathan, what's your, what's your, uh, approach to writing? Um, it it just kind of happens for me like like you had mentioned most of our songs generally start with a guitar riff that harold will send out to to the three of us and uh i just kind of spend a few hours just sit down with it listen to it over and over again and then i just sit down with my bass and i just kind of i'll i'll limit myself to about 40 minutes usually and if if i can't come up with anything that i like in that time then i walk away for a day because i've tried to sit down for hours before and it uh you start to get frustrated i find
0: repetitive and then something you
2: do right you'll never be happy with i find so and then
0: you just end up forcing it really too
2: yeah so i guess it's really spontaneous and i'll just be sometimes i won't even be near my instrument i'll be at work or something and I'll just hear it in my head and think, oh, that's perfect. And then the, yeah. I'll just keep thinking about, about it in my head. And then the second I get home, I just sit down, hit record on my phone, figure out how to play the sound that I'm hearing, yeah. and just play it over and over and refine it. And then, and then that will get brought to a band practice and kind of fit together with the riff. And then obviously me and Jesse kind of, as a rhythm section, uh dial in some stuff, certain drum hits, where I'm gonna come in, what he'll do, and that kind of thing. Do
0: you Do you write with theory? In do you ever write with theory in
2: mind? Uh, I do and I don't. Uh, sometimes I'll sit down, figure out the chords, the chord progression of your riff, just to get an understanding of, okay, this is where I can play and the scale I can play in yep uh and that makes things very easy and to any musician regardless of what you play aside from maybe a percussion instrument scales are the the best thing you can do because once you know all your major minor blues scales all of them um as long as you know the chord progression you can play anything you can solo you can you can write parts uh, right. it, it makes things so much more easier to have an understanding. Right. Um big difference.
0: Yeah. And and I, I like that too. Like I would say probably out of the four of us, I'm probably the my I'm the weakest when it comes to theory because like I do know it, but it's not, you know, like Kess and Nathan can they can be like, well, you know, we're playing in this, what's the third and fifth in it, blah, blah, blah. And the sit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can find the accents. I know that stuff, but I, I actually, it would be like, I would have to sit there and think of it. I'm like,
2: uh, right. uh
0: you know, um, but it does help. I do agree with the theory. Like I, I do like knowing it. And that's why I keep trying to practice it is because in, in different scales and whatnot, one, I like to challenge myself, um, in my playing ability, um, and I really like to push what we do as a band. you know um, What's great about this band is we're, we're, like I said earlier, we're not one style.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: We, don't, we don't sound like any one certain style. you know we do have some of the songs that we haven't released yet uh, that will be probably on this album that we're gonna we're kind of starting to record. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a bit more progressive, like introspection
1: oh man good track
0: yeah uh yeah really good t- touch and go there's parts of that that are you know they the timing on it, that's a little bit different um even all of it like that yeah you know the riff is not complicated but the way i play it you know if my timing's not right or i, I you can instantly hear when i'm playing the wrong key if i play the wrong note you know mm. so i try to be cognizant of of uh the theory as well. I really
1: like writing these songs um, fresh as the rhythm guitarist. Not that I didn't feel close to the songs that were already made for the EP. Right. But definitely I feel more like at home in these songs. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I feel like as we write to Harold, you and me, like as guitarists, we're kind of... We're syncing up, I guess. I I'm not sure if syncing up is what I wanted to say, but like our styles are settling into each other. They're they're,
0: they're complementing each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that is a big thing because like prior to you, I never really played with another guitar player as far. Well, I guess I have, but in in as far original as original uh, music, right? As yeah, writing aspect, I never had, and I think you were probably in a similar situation where. You know when you and you said before like you used a lot of open chords and whatnot so um you know my approach too as well is uh years ago like i'm not as big a fan anymore but the band incubus they put out an album called uh a crow left of the murder Mm -hmm. and i absolutely loved it and one of the things i had heard was that the guitar player from that band he challenged himself to not use power chords or anything like that so you, you that, that's a point where you really need to rely on your theory right to play those major six no uh chords and and you know minor seventh diminished and all that all that shit and use like you know a heart a harmonic minor major scale yeah whereas you know if you do power chords you can generally i mean oh I this is a broad statement but you can kind of get away with just playing blues scales really or it's, pentatonic. yeah not to put a, anything down about that because there's some pretty phenomenal things for those that know theory and whatnot there's some as know, there's with still-
1: anything yeah in music right. it has a place
0: right absolutely but i try to stay my approach is i try to stay away from that as much as possible mm-hmm. so the other thing i like too is like our band name we, um, it doesn't associate with a certain sound or style.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: It's very open to interpretation. But for those that don't know, this, the band name is actually kind of a take on a lyric from a Mars Volta song called uh, Televators um, off their first album, um, Deloused in the Comatorium. Uh, the lyric is, uh, one day this chalk line will circle the city, circle this city but i i didn't i don't know when i when i asked uh, the other members what they thought it was like should we circle the city or circle this city it, you know we kind of we landed on circle the city and it's i don't know it's kind of open to interpretation what that means but I, what i like about it it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't uh, reflect one sound or one style of music yeah, yeah it doesn't
1: put us in a box
0: right so
1: it's just in a circle
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah and we're a pretty self-contained band like we we produce and record our music in-house uh in my house but we you know we've worked with other. you know three four tests we recorded some stuff with mike because uh he mixes our stuff but we try to keep it in-house it keeps costs down but i'm also a big gear nerd so i like doing that shit and it's yeah. fun mm-hmm. um Recording itself is like a whole... The different stages of being in a band is like, you know, the writing, the recording, the rehearsing, and the playing live. Do you guys have a favorite of that?
2: Um, I mean, nothing beats that thrill of playing live music. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, I look forward to sometimes just getting the four of us together in Harold's basement. And just working on material.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, And and just jamming. like We've been playing together long enough now that we all really know how to play with each other, right? Sometimes Jesse will start playing a drum beat or I'll start playing some bluesy bass line. And some of you guys will just start playing. And that's how some ideas for songs have come up is just kind of sitting there and just jamming it. Yeah. Uh, and and that's a lot of fun too for me, is just yeah. to sit there and just just jam. Sometimes nothing ever happens. We forget what it was, and it, we just played something random for ten minutes. But yeah. that uh, I've always <laughs> yeah. enjoyed that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I th- I agree with that. I think playing live is the best. Uh, but there are times when I like right now, like I'm like really eager to record. Right. Yeah. You know, I just got some new gear and I want to use it and just be a nerd for a while. Yeah, and do that, and it's fun. It's challenging, right? Like it's a one, it's a learning experience. But then two, uh, I think it's really where you know, if you're an open minded band, you can get really experimental. Yeah. But then also the challenge with that is, well, I like to try and recreate what we did on a recording live. and that's the challenge that's the that's the fun and challenge to playing live i find yeah so i don't know do you guys hate anything about recording is there anything that you don't like
1: i don't like that you can't change it once it's done once it's all (laughs) mixed mastered, done yeah (laughs) but honestly i i love recording
2: it's
0: uh it's been uh, i guess we didn't do a lot of it before you but it's it i think for me anyway it's been a pretty easy process with you
1: as long you know? as it doesn't uh, see i'm someone who like i love recording but i don't want it to take like eight hours like right. i i want to get in have a couple laughs do a couple takes let's get her done right but i i do love the process of recording
0: yeah i think we've been pretty good with that too as far as like I mean, the times you had to come over to do vocals, it was, you know, maybe an hour or so.
1: Yeah, I have yeah. my professors from music school to thank for that. The um, There was this class I was in called skills and it was all sight reading and stuff and just getting things like on the first try as close as you can.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, being prepared definitely helps. Yeah. That too.
1: Knowing, knowing the words, knowing the melody
0: right yeah and no you know knowing your shit i guess is important yeah make sure you know your anyway yeah yeah um i don't know i guess uh, you know uh i don't really have many other questions i guess that's really it like
1: quarantine permitting i think our band has some pretty exciting stuff that we have on the table right now it's just really Mm -hmm. waiting
0: yeah um you know hopefully the gigs we had they pick up unfortunately none of them were in sarnia yeah Uh, yeah anybody that book shows fucking book us i don't know why you know uh Uh, but yeah i don't know like i'm looking forward to you know seeing you guys again and and jamming and yeah moving forward yeah so uh jesse's not here he's I'm sure his sentiments are the same, but yeah, uh on that uh, note, yeah, yeah. I'll let you guys go cool. and uh I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. Awesome. All right, man. All right. Well, thank you for joining me on this my first ever hour long interview. Yeah.
1: yeah, what's up? <laughs> uh
0: but yeah, we'll talk soon. Awesome.
1: Okay, sounds good, man. Thanks for having us on.
0: Cool, yeah. You're thanks, man so that was my interview with Nathan and Cass from circle the city um, which I'm a part of obviously I said that uh, we have a EP out called rude muse it's our first you can find that on um, Spotify Apple music wherever you stream music from we're also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter uh, just look up circle the city on there uh, give us a follow If you'd like, we would appreciate it. Uh, If you like our music, tell a friend. And if you like this podcast, also tell a friend and share it. Um, Looking forward to eventually getting back to putting on live shows for everyone. Uh, I miss playing live and I miss seeing live music. So stay safe, be clean, and stay
2: the fuck home. Bye.